What's up, party people, podcast players, and fourth wall fam, and welcome back to a new episode of New Normal Wrestling. And man, we have missed you. We're sorry we weren't around last week, but we are back and better than ever. Let me introduce first your hosts. As you know, it's me, it's me, it's JCB. That's right. Don't adjust your headphones. You're hearing me right. I am back in the hot seat, my favorite seat, the best seat in the house. As I look across to my good brother, he is a man of many names. He's a man of many gimmicks. He's a man of many podcasts. He's a man of many networks. But all I could say is he's a good brother. He's mine. He's yours. The one and the only good brother, Wade Ilson. Brother Wade, what's up, man? Good to see you. Good to see you too, brother. Good to be back on the airwaves, man. Let me adjust the crown. Oh, man, Yo, it's adjust little... that crown. Right. The head and that wears the crown. The head that wears the crown is heavy. But man, it is so good to be back on the mic with you, brother. And we got some, we got some stuff to talk about. We got lots to talk about, but we are a man short tonight. But it's all good. Maddie G is not on assignment tonight. Maddie G is actually celebrating his birthday. That's right. There is a, dr- a drizzle in the forecast, and Maddie Drip Drip is out partying it up tonight, painting the town red. So a big happy birthday to the one and the only DJ, Maddie Drip Drip. Maddie, enjoy your birthday, brother. Can't wait to celebrate with you soon, and can't wait for you to join us again on the next episode of NNW. Yes, sir. So, brother Wade. First of all, let's go back a couple weeks, man. We were at the Battle Club show, live in person. Had a great time with you, Big Brother Heck, Dusty Dave, Maddie G. Beetle Jess was in the house. We even I even got to meet Boogie Gargano for the first time, live in person. You know, I was starstruck when I met Boogie. You know, I keep hearing all this, all these things about Boogie Gargano that I got to meet her, man. I, I should have asked her for her autograph. Word, she's 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 a lavish individual, man. Hey, she's she's sometimes more lavish to me, but brother, I agree. We had a great time. We had we saw amazing performances. We yes, saw we something that went viral on all social media yep. platforms. <laughs> but it was just yes, a great show, man. Yeah. We really had a great time. Thank you to Battle Club. Yes, big thank you to Battle Club. Uh it was just great being back at a live show. That's what I that's what I was happy about. Um, but besides battle club being awesome a couple weeks ago, being live at a wrestling show, a lot of big things have happened in the state of wrestling over the past couple weeks. Let's cross the pond and head on over to new Japan real quick and talk about the new IWGP world heavyweight champion. Uh, as we know, the championship was vacant because Will Ospreay did unfortunately have an injury, which caused him to vacate the title, which was kind of, it's, it's very unfortunate. Actually, I shouldn't even say kind of unfortunate. It's very unfortunate. I, I don't know Wait, I think you're not so much a big fan of Will Ospreay, but mm-hmm. from seeing what, his character development leading up to his his title win and also post post his title match uh i felt like there was some real depth in his character development and i really was waiting to see what else he can do with this new character mm-hmm. but unfortunately injury the injury bug bit him uh he had to vacate the title uh but we had a match at new japan dominion between kazuchika okada and shingo takagi and Shingo Takagi came out victorious. I mean, brother Wade. What, first of all, Shingo has been around for a little while. He he mm-hmm. he's not he's not a new face to New Japan. But this is this has to be the biggest win of Shingo's career. 
It, it is because, you know, we always thought he was like one of the guys who would always go after the never, the never championship. And, and that was his thing. And we knew him as a member of uh, LIJ after evil left and, you know, did his own thing and became uh, a member of the bullet club. Um, Shingo was one of those guys that you're just like, yo, he's got it. He's got it. But we never thought he would get the big one, especially when it was announced him versus Dakota, uh, Okada. We all said in the chat in our fourth wall wrestling chat, you're going to give it back to Okada, aren't you? Like he got it in the bag. It's Okada's again. Like they're breaking the class just in case. And New Japan did something that they normally don't do and swerved the hell out of us and gave us something new and refreshing as the world the whole wrestling world is changing right before our very eyes. Which is something New Japan's been doing since Wrestle Kingdom. They're, re- they, they're really trying fresh and new things. Look at how many IWGP heavyweight champions we've had over the past year. We had Evil. Um, we had Kota Ibushi. Then I went to Will Ospreay. All these names that never held the big title before are now getting that chance to be the guy. But my question to you, Brother Wade, is this. Have any of them been the guy? Have any of them been the guy that you think that, like, where's the next Okada? Where's the Mm. next Naito? Where's the next Omega? Like, who is going to be the next face of New Japan? Can can it be Takagi? It could be. And, like, it's shown before, New Japan likes to experiment and give these new faces the time to shine and let them run with the title. And if they feel it's their time and it's time to give it up, they'll give it up. Like we, we waited years for Bushi to get it and he got it. He had a very good reign. It didn't go as long as we thought it should have, but he had it. You are starting to see new faces in new Japan show now that it's time to push. It's mm-hmm. time to grow. It's time to move on. It's, it's time to stop acting like WWE and relying on the same five people and push these faces. You know who's probably up next? We do have faces besides Shingo. I'm going to throw this out there. And he is a favorite between the three of us on New Normal. Jeff Cobb. We talk about, we're talking about this Shingo match, but yep. Cobb versus Abushi. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Jeff Cobb is one of those people who should be next up in that See, title picture. My my thing is, is I feel like New Japan is giving people the opportunity to be the guy, but I feel like people that are in that spot aren't grabbing the bull by the horns. Like, mm-hmm. look at Kota Ibushi. Have you ever seen a quieter world champion? Like, your world champion has to be an entertainer also. That's where the sports entertainment thing goes into play, no matter where you are in pro wrestling. Mm-hmm. The champion has to be vocal, has to be able to cut good promos, has to be able to be a good public speaker. Kota Ibushi was not that guy. He wasn't. Evil, evil was not that guy. Will Ospreay could have been that guy. Mm-hmm. You know, that's why that's what they have with guys like Okada, Tetsui Naito, Kenny Omega was that guy. And I feel like right now they're they're throwing spaghetti on the wall and seeing what sticks so they mm-hmm. find who that person is that has that it factor. Mm-hmm. Like there are so many guys that you have on that roster. Like we we're forgetting very obvious names. Zack Sabre Jr. has been there forever. Yep. His tai Chi. Um, you have guys that should have been world 
champion or gotten at least at it and never got that opportunity. That's mm-hmm. why Kushida left. Right. And look where he is now. Right. You have to start taking, New Japan has to start taking the bull by the horns and saying, you know what? Let's give our young guns the chance. Let's give somebody who can talk. Switchblade was a great champion. You just didn't let him talk much. He had to be the one to talk all the time. I feel Jay Wright's reign could have. Yeah. Yeah. And he's killing it still. We talk about him and he doesn't even have the title. Jay White needs to win the title back. His first reign wasn't the best. He could have been the guy, but he he got thrown too much all at once. Hey, we need you to be the face of the company. Here's the mm-hmm. championship. Oh, and also, you're now the new leader of the Bullet Club. Yep. At that point, it's like, yo, pick one or the other. Those mm-hmm. are two really, those are some big fucking shoes to fill on both mm-hmm. ends of the spectrum, Bullet Club or being the IWGP heavyweight champion. It's like, mm-hmm. dude, pick one or the other. Yes, yeah, slow it during down. That, during that time, he couldn't excel it either. He wasn't a good leader of the Bullet Club. He was not a good champion at the time. Mm-hmm. But after watching his match with Kota Ibushi at Wrestle Kingdom, I was like, fucking hey, dude, put that, put the title back on this guy mm-hmm. now. Because now with the whole um, Kenny Omega's version of the Bullet Club or the Elite over in AEW, and then all you see all the shit going on on social media, there, there's like a built-in feud right there. Yep. When, is that, when is that going to come into play? When is that forbidden door going to be open? That's mm-hmm. what I want to see. And I exactly. think that's where Jay, Jay White will come out and he will shine. Yep. So I couldn't agree more. Let's come back over the pond. Let's talk about some NWA. Because if you don't know, now you know. But NWA is back. Uh, we may not be able to see them very often because <laughs> now you have to pay to see them every week over on Fight TV. Not saying it's not worth it. But I really feel that when NWA came back a couple years ago, the thing that really gave them that big boost was the fact that they were available at 6.05 every Tuesday on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Everyone was tuning in. Everyone was watching them at the time when I was doing my old wrestling show, Fourth Wall Wrestlecast. Me and my good brother Smarky, we fucking every Tuesday six oh five, we're watching NWA. Exactly. You know, it, it's that old school eighties feel. I mean, for, for me, brother, you and I are both old school wrestling fans. Mm-hmm. That's the shit we grew up watching. The studio wrestling. Now they're still doing a great job. Still putting on a still putting on a great show. Great storylines. But did you know that they just had a pay-per-view this past no. Saturday? No. Yeah, they did. Me. You it's, told me in text. I was like, what? Yeah. That happened? <laughs> NWA, When Our Shadows Fall. Uh, it was a great card. The two biggest matches were Camille, who was the, num- who was the number one contender for the NWA Women's Championship, taking on Serena Deeb. Mm. The main event was Trevor Murdoch taking on Nick Aldis for the NWA Heavyweight Championship. Now, the biggest takeaway from the pay-per-view, Camille is now our new NWA women's champion. How first well of deserved. all well fucking deserved. Good for you, Camille. Camille can be the face of that division. Camille, people have been sleeping on Camille for a long time. For a long fucking time. Yes. And no joke, dude. She has at this point, I, I'm pretty sure, have has had less than a hundred matches ever in her career. And she's already the champion of a of a division in the NWA. It's it's a star it's a star making division now. Like she is the face of that. Now it makes me wonder with Camille, can she do what Serena Deeb did and go to AEW now for and defend that title? Why not? Why not? That's that's what I'm I think that that's that's first of all, that's gonna be great for Camille. It's gonna get more eyes on her. Mm-hmm. More more people to see what the type of talent that she is. Um 
but also with the women's division in NWA, I mean, who else is really left? They haven't really done too much when NWA came back post pandemic mm-hmm. um, to really put too much of a light besides Serena, Camille, and uh, Thunder Rosa, who also is currently the number one top ranked women in a- AEW. Without a contract. Not even under contract with AEW, but that's another story for another day. So that's my thing. It's like if you want to have this forbidden door open with AEW, New Japan, Impact Wrestling, Camille needs a good dance partner. Mm-hmm. I don't know if NWA currently has that on their roster, but that does lead me to the other announcement from NWA because now Mickey James has joined NWA and her and William Patrick Corgan otherwise known as Billy Corgan from the Smashing Pumpkins. Uh, They were both being interviewed and they (laughs) announced, I believe they said it was next month, Brother Wade, in July is the all-women's pay-per-view. August 28th. August 28th, okay. Oh, because they're going to do back-to-back pay-per-views that weekend. Yeah, back-to-back. They're going to have back-to-back pay-per-views in the end of August where they announce an all-women's pay-per-view. That's going to be big. Now, my question to you, Brother Wade. I'll pay for that. You are, oh, totally. Take my money. I'll watch it. Now, you being an advocate for women's wrestling, okay? We already know WWE, NXT has a stacked women's division. Mm -hmm. AEW is getting there. Ring of Honor is currently doing this Women's Wednesday tournament that they've been doing for the past few weeks. Besides the people that have recently been released, the women who have been released recently from WWE, what is the palette? of women's wrestling look like like in terms of free agents like who is nwa gonna get to be on this pay-per-view like they need um, some big names they're, do, we they're, see a, do we see a tessa blanchard we could we could it's not off the table um nwa could put her in a spotlight too like okay here here's something that i'm thinking about the minute that pay-per-view was announced right by mickey james Mm-hmm. All the women who were independent jumped at it. I want to be a part of this. I'm down. We saw like Laney Luck, even people, even stars. We saw a Battle Club. We're like I would want to do that. I would want to actually. Be part of that. Speaking of Battle Club, you know who was just on NWA on NWA's weekly show this past week? Lady Frost. Hmm. Who we also had a report. Recently, that she was supposedly backstage at an impact taping as well. Yeah, that, maybe that's she, maybe, very true. maybe she's dipping her toes in the water and seeing, you know, and just kind kind of checking the temperature around mm-hmm. the town to maybe see where the best fit for her is. Checking the temperature. <laughs> you know I like that. I like that. I get it. I get it. I dig so, it. So I'm I'm really wondering now if NWA is going to solidify. Okay, cool. This is the NWA Women's Division. Here's our pay per view. Or are they going to just have it open to uh, to a ton of free agents from the independent scene? They should. They should open it up to the independent scene because remember, before the pandemic, uh, a couple of NWA's women's roster were they're currently signed to Impact. Now mm-hmm. we had Tasha Steeles. Tasha Steeles was on the roster. Right. We had Ashley Vox, who is an independent star who's running around with the running around with her sister, mm-hmm. killing it all over. Shout out to them. Love to who, see stars. Who I got to meet in person, take pictures with at Battle Club Pro. So it was yes. awesome meeting Delmi and Ashley Vox. I was starstruck. Yes. Literally. Great conversation. Those two are awesome. Freaking love them. They 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 Great. should be there. Um, this is the real 
Yeah, AW, I'm talking to you. This is the real forbidden door. We could legit see so many different stars all over from everywhere wanted to be a part of this show. And not only is Mickey James executive producing, hell, we could see her on the card. Uh I will I did read today that she she already went uh made a statement that she will not take part in wrestling. Oh wow, she, she won't she, she will not be wrestling a match at the pay-per-view. Does not mean she won't get back into wrestling eventually, but she's not wrestling at this pay-per-view. She's just gonna produce it. Okay, okay, yeah. and that's fine. Mickey James has a very strong mind. This is something she wanted to do in WWE for a very long time, but they never gave her the opportunity to. Right. Right. So I'm happy for her. Yes, absolutely. But let's look at the, at the slate of women's wrestlers who were recently released from WWE. We have the Iconics. Mm-hmm. We have um, Chelsea Green. Mm-hmm. And also in the most recent batch, Ruby Riot, Lana, Santana Garrett. You know, some of them are fantastic characters, fantastic wrestlers. Mm-hmm. I mean, the NWA would be a great spot for them to go. Yeah, and again, even even without a contract, just go there, be be on this big all women's pay per view, get get your name out there again before you go land somewhere else. Mm-hmm. You know, we're back to a point in wrestling where there's so there's so many options for mm-hmm. wrestlers now. It's a lot. So it's a lot to play again. with. It's yeah. a lot to play with. You have so many options, so many variables. I would love to see. Honestly, I want to see Ruby Riot. Or Heidi Lovelace, whatever. She just has to go by in NWA. That would be fun to see. I would that love would be, to see her out there. That'd be a lot of fun. That'd be a lot of fun. Chelsea Green is always, she's always on that cusp. Mm-hmm. You know, you know what would be a good fit? I'm going to throw this out there. Santana Garrett would be a very good fit for NWA. I think she would fit there perfectly. Fit perfectly. Uh, I, wish, I wish she had mm-hmm. an opportunity to do more when she was with WWE. There was rumors that she was going to end yeah. up over on SmackDown, but those rumors ended up getting canned. But she, they did nothing with her. I saw her in mm-hmm. a couple matches on NXT. She's in the Royal Rumble this year. But but they didn't do anything with her. Mm-hmm. So she was one of those releases where it's like, eh, that sucks, but okay. I, I, yeah. I, I can see why. They're not using her. Mm-hmm. Don't let her be somewhere else. Exactly. So a lot of things are happening with NWA, which is great. Again, I just really wish that they were smarter about how people can view them. And also, like, you got to promote your pay-per-views better. Like, I didn't even know they had a fucking pay-per-view this past weekend. You and I both. I, I had no <laughs> idea until, until I saw something on social media. And I was like, oh, shit, Camille's fighting Serena Deeb for the title. Great. You know? But I didn't get to see it, obviously, because I was not going to sit and watch a pay-per-view at 4 o'clock in the afternoon on a Saturday on mm-hmm. one of the most beautiful days we had so far this summer. This was uh, the two weekends ago, Yep. Uh, which again was another uh, missed opportunity. I think, mm-hmm. I think last time too, didn't they, they went head to head with um, a WWE pay-per-view. Yeah. And we right were like, yeah, we're not going to watch that. Like, come on. Well, wasn't it? It was WrestleMania. It was, that's right. It was WrestleMania. Like, what, what is Corgan thinking right now? Like, dude, figure it out. You were doing so good pre pandemic. Now that you're making your big return, you're just preventing all your fans to to actually see your product. Mm-hmm. It's, so it's, you're shooting yourself in the foot here. Yeah, lots of missed opportunity there. Um, but let's stay on the topic of women's wrestlers and let's talk about another very big title change <clears throat> that happened over uh, again uh, across the pond over at NXT UK. Kaylee Ray 
was the NXT UK Women's Champion for nine, 647 days, but lost in her second match, her rematch against Miko Satomura. So first of all, Miko Satomura, if you don't know her, was in the Mae Young Classic, uh, was, was showcased on NXT uh, for, uh, for a while now, and then made her way over to NXT UK over the past couple months. Started off right into a feud in the championship scene against Kaylee Ray. Uh, had a great first match. Kaylee Ray retained. And then they had their rematch this past week. And Wade, I didn't get to see it, but you said this match surpassed their first one. Mm-hmm. And what a fucking win for Miko Satomura. What a win for the final boss. Um, Miko Satomura is a legend in women's wrestling. Mm-hmm. And legit... NXT UK, you, you you did a great job. You executed the plan well because we were all going in and saying that first match, we were like, Miko's got this in the bag. You right. did long-term storytelling. You had Kaylee Ray get the dub in a clean match with a mm-hmm. clean win. She didn't cheat. She got a clean dub. And then they had the rematch. And the rematch, there's always pressure going into those types of matches where can you top the first one? Can the first one, can you do better? It's always with sequels. We always expect the sequel to be better. And it'll live to the hype. Miko Satomura is now your current NXT UK Women's Champion. And it is going to be very, very interesting yeah. who they throw at her next. There's a big rumor of who it may be next because they have recently signed to NXT UK. Well, please, please uh, tell us. Let let let's start the conversation. B Priestley. Oh, I forgot she signed. That's right. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yep. Interesting. Okay. So we could see B Priestley on her way to NXT UK because that's what they said. She signed NXT UK. They just don't know when to bring her in. So I think once they do a big takeover again, mm-hmm. or. Or she shows up maybe next week. And just put her and right into the an... title picture. Yeah. I mean, I mean, what, what about... I can see that happening major. Yeah, but what about... You, ha- you still have your, your P- Piper Niven, who has already <laughs> feuded with Kaylee Ray a few times, but now maybe give her a different opponent. Put her in the, in the ring against Miko Satomura. Do we do we really have uh, Piper Niven? I, I, have I don't some know. News. Let let let's talk about some more news, some rumor, and innuendo. Mm-hmm. Yes, from, from the dirt sheets. Uh, this is going to lead us into some more conversation about another women's wrestler, a returning women's wrestler, uh, one of the original divas, Eva Marie. Where it's all red all day, right? Or all red every all day. red everything. It's not even all it's red not red even everything. that. Now it's the evolution. The Eva Lucian. Well, I'm ready for an Eva Lucian. I don't know about you, bro. I'm so not, I, what is I'm the not. news you have with Eva Marie? So her uh, from what's being rumored, uh, WrestleMania, I'll give them credit for the story. WrestleMania is reporting that Eva Marie's vignettes are a red herring. Okay. They're not what we think they are. And they're like promos for her to come back as an in-ring competitor. No, 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 no. She's going to be a manager. Now, the rumor going around first was that she's going to manage a male star. That is not the case. Right. I had mentioned that because, like I said, there was that guy, Parker Bordeaux, mm. who signed to uh, the, who, who's over at the PC right now. Mm. There's been a lot of pictures I've seen on social media of him with Eva. Baby Brock. 
baby Brock. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yep. But it's, it's not going to be, a, it's not going to be a male superstar. It's going to be a female superstar. And there are two names that have been mentioned as they will be Eva Marie's muscle. Hmm. And she will manage them in, in pursuit of the raw women's championship. And the two names on the table are Piper Niven, who you just brought up, mm-hmm. and Mercedes Martinez. That scares me for both of them. I don't want to see either of them on Raw. <laughs> Piper Niven's better off in NXT UK. Mercedes Martinez is better off in NXT. Mm-hmm. M- Mercedes, too, man. They just don't know what the fuck to do with her. She starts and stops. She starts and stops. She goes here. She goes there. She, she has a mask. She doesn't have a mask. It's like just let like I love what they're doing with her and Zia Lee because that's mm-hmm. long term storytelling. Mm-hmm. You no, know, that's really going to give a rub to Z- to Zia Lee, but also you're giving a spotlight on Mercedes. Let her do her thing. Mm-hmm. You know, but here, we we've said this about Mercedes. Mercedes doesn't need to, Mercedes is one of those stars that she doesn't need the championship to prove a point. Right. She is she Mercedes Martinez, it, but she it deserves be, it. She deserves it. Does she she's need not going to wrestle that much longer, Mercedes? No, she's not. So, I like I said before, Mercedes has become a gatekeeper. Mm-hmm. So if you're and her name rings bells, so if you're able to get a win over a Mercedes Martinez, that boosts your career. Mercedes has helped a lot of women with an NXT and NXT UK and that May Young Classic and put them in bigger and better positions. Shayna Baszler, Rhea Ripley, Shotzi Blackheart, Raquel Gonzalez as of late. Mm -hmm. You are putting these, you're putting Mercedes against these young and up and comers. Tony and EO, example. Right. We are now talking about them more because Mercedes Martinez is doing what women's wrestling needs. It needs someone to be like, yo, you got a credible win over somebody who's a badass. Yeah. You can't mess with Mercedes Martinez, yo. Like, but if you get the if she'll she'll most likely kick your ass. But if you beat her, you're you're on your way. You're on your way to bigger and better things. So that's why maybe this is NXT's way of saying, like, hey, we appreciate all the work you've done. But I, we know you're not. You're getting up there in age. I think she's like in her forties. Yeah, I believe, and that's not to you know put a time table on her and say, oh, you have this amount of time. She's she's when she's not going to wrestle forever. So right. I think this is her time to go up to the main roster and possibly sprinkle some competition in there because we've said it before. We barely want to talk about Raw because it, it's, it's like it's yeah. between the same four people. Let's not even get into what the hell's going on in, on the to. main roster. It, mm-hmm. it's, it's a clusterfuck. Yep. It's a clusterfuck of just terrible fucking television. Mm-hmm. And it's not the talent's fault. No fault of the talent. It's mm-hmm. fucking booking. It's the agents that are that are producing these matches. I don't know what the fuck they're doing, but it is just some difficult television to watch every week. Very difficult. It's so tough. Yeah. Ugh, but we're not going to talk about that. It's not no, important. But, you know, all this talk about women's wrestling kind of reminds me, I didn't let all of our listeners know that since we did miss last week, we're going to give you guys a double episode this Mm -hmm. week. That's right. We have something special for you at the very end. Uh, Let's just say it's going to be our 15-minute time limit with a very, very special guest. But I'm just going to leave it at that. Mm -hmm. 
because I don't want to let the cat out of the bag yet. I don't either. So I just feel it's a knockout interview. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah. So you 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 hang tight and holla if you hear me. Try to yes. sp- sprinkle in some little hints here and there, maybe. Sprinkle. They were they're no, very no, good no. Sprinkles. Scott Steiner's not here tonight. Don't worry. There's no big <laughs> pop and pump. That anyway, would be a great interview, though. <laughs> that would be a great. That'd interview. be so great. We we so we would we would learn a lot of math. Mm-hmm. A lot of we'll math. learn a lot of math. But let's talk about it. Let's talk about math. The number one women's wrestler in AEW carrying the AEW Women's Championship, which is long overdue. Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, finally getting the win over Hikaru Shida over at double, at no, double or nothing a couple weeks ago. How happy are you that Britt Baker now is carrying that title? Ecstatic, finally. We have been a Britt Baker advocate at this show for a very long time. We said she should have been women's champion to kick off. It took a while. She, found, she went through a lot. She suffered many injuries. And she finally got the brass ring. Right. She's done everything she could possibly do. She was the role model. She wore the face thing. She had that very mm, weird match with Big Swole. Yeah. And kept herself relevant without even stepping in the ring. But when it was time for her to step in the ring, boy, did she. Mm-hmm. That match with her and Sheeta is honestly one of my women of the year women's matches of the year candidates just look at the work she did with under rosa mm-hmm. also period period that, that 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 lights out mat lights out match they had a few weeks back or a couple months ago at this point i think mm-hmm. definitely put them both on the map if they weren't already on the map agreed i, mean, I couldn't agree with you more and after watching that match with her versus rosa i was like if they don't fucking give the the title to to brit after that match then they're totally missing the boat. And mm-hmm. Kenny Omega needs to stop booking the fucking women's division in AEW. Mm-hmm. Now, with that being said, with the, we still know Omega books the women's division. That does scare me. I kind of mm-hmm. want to know what's next now for Britt Baker. And I, th- I think Britt Baker should be the woman to step through the forbidden door. Mm-hmm. And show face in Impact, or show up at AAA, or show up maybe. Well, I can't. Not really New Japan. Nothing's going on over New Japan, but I think that's where we need to see the Forbidden Door open in the women's division now with Britt Baker. Mm-hmm. And they keep hinting at it. Diana and her keep going back and forth about it a lot. Like yeah. maybe I should show up at Daly's place. Maybe I should show up at the Impact Zone. Mm-hmm. Like those two are very good friends and are pushing for this right let these two have that spotlight and the one thing i want to mention about Britt baker i know we talk about her wrestling skills i love i love her her tie-ins to her gear i don't know if you caught the little details behind it no please elaborate her detail the details of her gear it was blood did you see the blood uh on it oh yes Mm -hmm. yes okay Kind of a shout out to Scott Hall. Mm-hmm. Yep, that was yep, one. That's what. Okay, yep. It also represented her being busted open by Sheeta. Gotcha. Okay. And it's funny, Sheeta wore white, so we're gonna play with. Also, Britt Baker wearing red and black representing hell. So heaven versus hell was also a little tie into that match. Good oh, versus shit. evil. Okay. 
I love how big really the shoulder story. Exactly. It's a payoff and it's something that wrestling fans with a very keen eye mm-hmm. will catch. And I, I don't have the keenest of eyes, but when I see certain things, I'm like, oh, I see what you did there. Okay. Right. I like it. I roll with it. Very good little things by uh, Britt Baker. In wrestling, it's all about the details. We love the details yeah. here. I always Britt like Baker's killing it. I always uh, like and appreciate when the wrestlers put that effort into their into their ring gear mm-hmm. you know like johnny gargano you're you're obviously a huge fan of gargano and, and look what he does every fucking takeover with with, with his ring gear oh something he's got a big surprise like, for us this we, weekend we always look forward to, to seeing what he's going to wear for the next pay-per-view seth mm-hmm. rollins and his fucking ring gear mm-hmm. i mean come on but no i love i love what she, what she's doing uh i love that she finally has the championship i want to see what's next and how are they going to ride this as long as it can go or is this going to plateau like the way the women's division in AEW has been since Dynamite debuted. Now, let's stay on the topic of AEW, and let's talk about the newest member to the roster, uh, who is little Tranquilo. Mm. Tranquilo, El Idolo Andrade is now all elite. First of all, how fucking cool is that? And we didn't see it coming. I didn't. Hell no, I didn't. I thought he was gonna play hardball for a while. Yeah, like I didn't. Th- I didn't expect him to go to AW. I liked how they they kind of made you look one way while Andrade snuck in the back door and ended up over in AEW. Like they started off with the whole AAA championship, the the, the mega championship mm-hmm. with Andrade's promo. Again, not thinking that was going to be just the forbidden door thing over AAA. Let like Kenny Omega defend that in AAA. Uh, which is obviously where Andrade is from originally anyway. But then all of a sudden he shows up in Omega's backyard on Dynamite with Vicky Guerrero, which I thought Mm -hmm. was pretty cool too. Um, Again, I still think Andrade could benefit from a mouthpiece. Mm -hmm. A mouthpiece like like a Vicky Guerrero was great. Mm -hmm. Um, Back when... This is obviously pre-pandemic when we, there was a there were these matches between Andrade and I believe it was Chad Gable. I think for a little while was happening. This is well over a year ago. But I'm looking at these guys. And I'm like, wow, this is like the modern day Eddie Guerrero and Chris Benoit. Mm-hmm. And Andrade could be that guy. So just having me thinking back to me saying that about Andrade's in-ring style and now seeing him paired up with Vicky Guerrero is fucking huge. It is. It's a it's a big look. Um, Andrade also proved something that we didn't know. You give him the mic, he can actually talk a little bit. And he basically he it was shortened to the point. Yeah, isn't it crazy how how a wrestler can really show up and show out when they don't have to fucking read a script? Mm-hmm. When they just go, okay, Andrade, you have three and a half minutes. Here's a microphone. What? Why do you think Britt Baker got herself over so much? She doesn't have it. She doesn't read scripts. They Mm-mm. trust her to go. Hey, here, here, here's your mic. Everything we see her do, they, they might give her bullet points, but every mm-hmm. week, whatever we see her do on TV, that's her. That's coming. That's her brainchild. Yep, that's her. It's coming out of her mouth. And I yep. feel now, Andrade has the freedom. He's going to be short and sweet and to the point. Now, yes, I, I, I think is, 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 is it confirmed that Vicky's his manager? Like that's confirmed. It's not confirmed. I'm just going off of the assumption because again, she was the one that did introduce him. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know because Vicky is kind of doing the whole 
the female stable thing with Nyla Rose and um I forget who the uh, there's someone else on Dark or something she was with. I forget. I don't right. follow Darker Ev- uh, Evolution. Mm-hmm. Elevation, Elevation. Sorry, Elevation. Uh, those two YouTube. Shows, I don't follow those on AEW. But uh, I just want to see what happens with Andrade now, and I think Andrade is going to get put right into that title picture too. After, after um, against all odds, what's mm-hmm. the next AEW pay per view now? Uh, the next uh, All Out. And all out in uh, August That's or August September. Also. August or September, I believe. I'm wondering now if we're going to see. I mean, since Andrade already made it known that he wants to take that mega championship, AAA mega championship from Omega, are we going to see mm-hmm. two titles on the line? Like something like what mm. winner take all? Could, could, Omega, could. could Omega keep the impact title? Can Andrade be the multi-champion? From AAA, AEW, and Impact. Could that be a thing? Yeah, it could. Could. It could. I honestly see what we're thinking here. It's it's very interesting because we're going to talk about some certain news that happened. Andrade could play a major part in that. Yes, he can. And we're going to get to that when we talk about the card for Against All Odds. Mm -hmm. But also, let's go over to a promotion we don't normally talk about, GCW. Uh, GCW is probably more well-known now because most recently there was an episode of Dark Side of the Ring about current GCW champion Nick Gage, who is, I've heard the name for a very long time, but I've never been into the deathmatch scene. So I never really got to see Nick Gage's uh, stuff. Um, But as we know, him and John Moxley have had a long feud. Moxley always likes to show up at GCW now and attacks Nick Gage. They have had crazy fucking bloodbath matches. Uh, if you watch Dark mm-hmm. Side of the Ring, you will see clips from some of their matches with the pizza cutters and the things like that. But this past week, there was a GCW show and some guy dressed in all black with a, with a hood covering his face came in and attacked Nick Gage. But a couple things that got everyone thinking, well, first he comes into the ring and he starts doing this movement of his body similar to a John Moxley. The zombie walk. The zombie walk. There you go. I like that. Then after he attacks Nick Gage, he finishes him off with a dirty deeds. What what is it called now in AEW? Not dirty deeds. um, Paradigm shift. Thank you. Paradigm shift. And then he, he, he then he gets up, not not Nick Gage, the, the the masked man gets up, unmasks himself, and it's fucking Matt Cardona. <laughs> fucking Matt Cardona. First of all, I popped. I don't know if you heard the crowd, but there was that mix of cheers and booze. People that were behind him who couldn't see his face probably still thought it was Moxley. People who saw his face were booing the shit out of him because GCW fans fucking hate Matt Cardona. Yeah, they do. They because there uh, has been a long fucking social media feud between Nick Gage and Matt Cardona recently, and Matt Cardona does some shit, man. He dude is such a heel. Such even though, a even heel. though he's over as a baby, like he's act, he's a baby face, but he's acting so fucking heel. Like he refers to the GCW fans as the GCW universe, and mm-hmm. they fucking hate that. They can't. Stay. He's playing it up, and like when when this started going down on Twitter, I, w- I was messaging you and uh, Maddie about it. Like, what? What is this? What? What's going on? Like, why is 
why does Nick Gage want to fight Matt Cardona so badly? Like, yeah, and it, he's playing it up so much. He's even making fun of Nick Gage, saying if he tweets about me, I don't see it. I don't know. He can't even spell my damn name right. So, right, like. I want to come in the G the GCW universe. You're right. He did keep saying it in the, in yeah. the uh, he did it on busted open and he kept saying, yeah. I want to go to the GC universe and take the title off of him and piss the yeah. fans off even more. Yeah. So at the end of July, July 24th or 25th, GCW is having GCW homecoming and he has challenged Nick Gage to a championship match. Uh, don't know at this point at, as of, 11:43 p.m. on 8th on Thursday June 10th if Nick Gage has officially accepted the match yet but it's going to be an interesting match and you know what with Matt Cardona being the one to to take on Nick and for Cardona being totally out of his element in a death match scene that's also something that will that that's going to sell tickets mhm that's actually going to be in, in Atlantic City also. It's going to be here in yeah, Jersey. We want to see you get his, get his ass kicked. Yep. We all want to see Matt Cardona get his ass kicked. Sorry, we do like you in other instances, but not in this one. Mm-hmm. It's very interesting dynamic there between with Matt Cardona and Nick Gage in a deathmatch setting. Uh, but that was some crazy fucking news uh, that happened in wrestling over the past week. Also, we had some unfortunate news with... Uh, Leo Rush making the announcement that he is retiring uh, due to injury. He did actually injure his collarbone when he was in the Casino Battle Royale at Double or Nothing a couple weeks ago. I didn't realize that it was going to be that serious. Uh, but I, mean, I, I think he's just going to kind of take some time off. I don't know if he's going to. He's still young. I know he has a family. He's a father and everything. But he still has a lot left in the tank. He loves professional wrestling. Mm-hmm. You, know, you, can tell, you can tell he fucking loves wrestling. He'll be back. Um, don't know where he'll end up. I, I thought if he actually signed with uh, with AEW, that would have been a perfect spot for him. That was confirmed. So he did officially sign. Tony Khan said it. Son of a bitch. All right. He did sign. Tony Khan said uh, after, because I shared it with you guys, and um, Tony Khan posted after that. He said, yes, he was supposed to sign the AEW. But he had called me first and we spoke about it and he told me and I completely understood and agreed mm-hmm. if he's not physically able to. And plus, a lot of this plays on his mental health. He said right. in the, in the uh, tweet, his mental health played a part in this, too. He can't do these things if he's if his mind isn't clear. Right. His mind isn't in the right space. So, you know. In wrestling, we never say never. You could always come back. You're always you're never really retired when it comes to professional wrestling. Right. But I want to wish the best to Leo Rush. This was a big thing for him because we even said it when he was in the double or nothing battle royal. We're like, wow, he got out quick. Like, yeah. What happened? But yep. we know now the true reason behind it. Right. So all well, all well wishes to Leo Rush. Yeah, definitely. Well, well wishes to Lionel Green. Um, you know, hope you hope he gets better, and I hope he does make his way back into the world of wrestling again uh, sometime soon. But let's also let let's finish off with some state of wrestling talk. I want to talk about the re- the most recent releases from WWE. We already mentioned Ruby Riot, Lana, and Santana Garrett from the women's division. But let's talk about the male superstars who were released. We have Buddy Murphy, Aleister Black, and Braun Strowman. 
what? Yeah. Huh? Like, like what? Like uh, Alistair Black fucking blows my mind because they're spending all this money to make these the, the, these vignettes to build this ret- big return for Alistair Black. You have him show up in the main event of SmackDown to start a new program just to release him less than five days later. Like uh, I didn't understand that business choice. Uh, Braun Strowman too. I was shocked of all people, Braun Strowman, you know, love him or hate him. The fucking dude is a workhorse. Mm-hmm. Dude is always there. He does what he's told when he's told he, he was just in the fucking main event for the championship at the, at the, at backlash, at backlash, you know, he just fucking had a, a match against a McMahon at WrestleMania. Like I was shocked. But then again, if you really think about it, maybe this is the best thing for Braun. Braun, Braun has plateaued in WWE for, for too long now. Mm-hmm. It was too little too late with him. He should have had the championship back when Brock was still holding the title. And it was Brock and Roman and Braun and Samoa Joe. And they were all, and I think Kevin Owens was still on that title picture at the time mm-hmm. too. Samoa Joe. After. Yeah. I, I think that was that was the, the opportunity. That was the time where Braun should have won the title. Him winning the title last year against Goldberg out of happenstance because he had to because Roman wasn't able to be there. Did nothing for did nothing for him. It, it him, didn't. him winning the tag titles with a ten year old did nothing for him. You know they ruined Braun Strowman. This is a chance for him to leave, build his character, work on his craft, and then come back with a clean slate. Hmm. I I think so too. But like I don't know if you saw it recently. Uh, there are two things I want to discuss with you a little bit, just so you un- so you hear this from me. Mm-hmm. Vince didn't know about these releases. <laughs> he found out like everybody. Else. No shit. Universal, you know, Vince. It's been rumored right. for months. Vince is trying to sell off WWE, and I think Universal was one of the. They're just like cut people, cut them. Hmm. No rhyme or reason. Cut them. Alistair Black being a main one, and now they're trying to get him back because there are big rumors of him of WWE. Uh, officials and writers and wrestlers on the roster saying, bring him back. There was no reason to let him go. Bring him back. And it looks like they may be bringing him back in some way now. That also hurts. You releasing Alistair hurt another person. You hurt Big E because that was supposed to be the next big feud. Now you have nothing for him. We haven't seen him on SmackDown in two weeks. Mm -hmm. And Big E should have been in your picture of future universal title contenders. What are you doing right. there? Braun Strowman will be okay if he doesn't, because um, a lot of indie promotions, I don't know if you've seen this online, they've been talking about what Braun is demanding to make an indie appearance. I did see that, and Braun already went on record saying that that is all false, that he has not taken or given anyone a price for any any uh, appearances he said he has been offered okay. some, but he's not taking any any appearances at the moment so yeah he already I, I was reading that to the past few days but he has not taken anything yet but i am mm-hmm. curious to see what's going to happen with braun uh yeah. again i don't think he's one of the guys where wwe can like, like we'll do with alistair black like oh you know what wait let's bring him back in we we 
we, we liked what Alistair was doing. We want we don't want to release him yet. Braun needs to stay released. He needs to go, like I said, mm-hmm. hone on his craft, work on his character development, and also work somewhere that's not mm-hmm. WWE. <clears throat> the dude was grown yep. in, in the PC and went right to the main roster. He spent like very little time in the PC, very little time in NXT. Go hone your craft. Go to places like Ring of Honor or Impact. Fuck it. Go to New Japan. You know, go. He, he'd make a killing in New Japan as a hoss. You don't. You don't have giants like that in New mm-hmm. Japan. You don't. You know, and he has the look. He has the look. His promos have gotten better. Mm-hmm. Agreed. They definitely have got his in-ring skill has definitely gotten a lot better. Definitely a lot of improvements. Again, look at Backlash. His triple threat match between between him, Lashley, and McIntyre. One of the best triple threat matches I've probably ever seen. It was really good. It was a solid match. Solid fucking match. He even got injured in that match. Broke his damn ribs in that match. Yep. And he still fucking made it through the end of the match. But definitely some shocking names on this. Murphy. Murphy was one of the guys that carried the company through a, a no live audience era through the midst of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Again, I did, agree. What, did what he was told. He was the lackey of Seth Rollins, which I really hated that. I feel like that feud got – that was just drawn out way mm. too long between Murphy and Rollins. But, I mean, look look at the, the series of matches between Murphy and Aleister Black. Mm. I mean, yeah. if, if if his in-ring work alone doesn't doesn't show you that he's a fucking star, I mean, come on. And then he had the whole love affair thing with M- M- Mysterio's daughter. Again, he did what he was told, took what he was given, and and fucking made chicken salad out of chicken shit. Mm-hmm. I agree. And- he he was just Murphy. You know, when he got released, you were like, they dropped the ball. Yeah, he is going to kill it on the independent scene. Like people are listing off. One of our personal favorites has a list of wrestlers he'd like to face, Casey Navarro. Mm -hmm. And he has gone on record saying him versus Murphy is a match he wants. Imagine that on an indie show. Book that now. And after seeing Casey Navarro at that Battle Club show live Mm -hmm. a couple weeks ago, man. That that would be a fucking banger of a match. Murphy is still the best kept secret. Mm-hmm. Murphy's Murphy's someone who's going to find himself on the indies and then make his way back to WWE down the road. Mm-hmm. Go to Ring of Honor. I would love to see him in Ring of Honor. Ring of Honor, New Japan are the two places I want to see Murphy end up. Impact? He would add to that X division. <sighs> I don't know yet. Maybe. Him versus Josh Alexander? <sighs> oh, God. That'd be a fucking banger. That would be a great match. Rich, he has history with Rich Swan. That's right, he does. Dude, him and Petey Williams. Him and Chris Bay. Dude, him and anyone in the X Division. Him and TJP. Revisit that. Yeah. Yeah, you know what? Murphy will find his footing somewhere. Mm -hmm. But if you want to talk about a missed opportunity, let's talk and talk about Ruby Riot real quick. Mm -hmm. Here we. Okay, Bone's about to rant. Talk I'm about a fucking this. missed opportunity since day fucking one. First of all, she should have never caught up to the main roster when she did. They 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 bought up what is it five women's wrestlers from NXT 
on the same night or the same week. Mm-hmm. Ruby, Ruby was one of them. And they didn't know what they were doing with him. They just said, okay, you're going to be in a group. You're going to be in a group. That's when they had mixed Sonya Deville and Mandy Rose with Paige. And then it was the introduction of the Riot Squad before they became the Riot Squad with Ruby, Liv Morgan, and Sarah Logan. Um, there wasn't enough creative backing Ruby. Actually, funny, we're talking about, I actually still have my Ruby Riot action figure sitting right here in front of my computer. So whenever we record, I'm always looking right at Ruby. Um, I'm happy to say that I do have all of her action figures too. Yeah, you do. Before she got released. <laughs> those are those are big. Those are big to have. But what a fucking missed opportunity. Ruby is a great worker. Okay. She might not be the best wrestler in the world, the best women's wrestler in the world, but she's a great fucking worker. I love the Ruby Riot character. I love her look. I love her her gimmick. She's she's very good on the mic. I love her in-ring skill. But there is a missed opportunity. They never the agents who booked her matches never allowed her or gave her the opportunity to shine. But let's let's hop in the wayback machine prior to WWE Evolution, the all the first all women's pay per view, and let's talk about Ruby Riot's run as a single star when she was in the Riot Squad. She had clean wins over Natalia, Sasha Banks, Bailey. The fucking list goes on. Mm-hmm. She had clean fucking singles wins and did nothing with her. Mm-mm. Fucking nothing. You know, our friends, our good brothers and sisters on the network are like, yo, Ruby Riot should go to AEW. No, she fucking should not. Not at all. She should not go to AEW. She will be buried and she will end up on fucking YouTube. Mm-hmm. You won't see her on TNT or TBS or wherever the hell they're going to end up. She'll be on dark. She'll be on elevation. Yep. All the time. I do not want to see her in AEW. She can go to impact. She can stay on the indie scene. She can go to NWA. She can be part of that ring of honor. W women's division Wednesday thing. Ruby riot has all the potential in the world to be one of the biggest stars in wrestling. Mm -hmm. And they never gave her the opportunity. Like I used to say this about Ruby riot back in the day. Whenever there was a WrestleMania build, whoever was the champion somehow ended up feuding with the Ruby Riot in between their big match at Mania. Yep. Ruby Riot had two amazing matches with Charlotte Flair mm-hmm. and then with Ronda Rousey. Are you kidding me? And you don't see the potential in her? Yeah. Blew it. Our- I don't know why Ruby Riot was not the one who was getting the hot tags. She was always the one that would get beat down and she would make the hot tag and have Liv Morgan come in and clean house. Mm-hmm. Ruby Riot is that powerhouse. She needed to be that powerhouse, but they never allowed her to be that person. Mm-hmm. So I did see when she finally posted on social media after her release, she did say um, Ruby Riot was taken from me. And so, oh, you know what? I forget how she worded. Hold on, I, 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 I'm, I can actually pull it up. Hold on, I'll All actually right. pull it up. It was something about Ruby Riot and Heidi Lovelace. I think there's an opportunity where she could also repackage herself and come out, come back as somebody different. Mm-hmm. Maybe Heidi Lovelace is no more. Maybe Ruby Riot is no more. Well, I'm sure Riot's no more. Ruby Riot's got to be a product of WWE now. Mm-hmm. It's a man. 
I actually have what you said. So she said, as for what's next in the beginning, Heidi Lovelace was given to me at the end. Ruby riot was taken away. So I don't know what I'll be called or where I'll end up, but please know this is far from over. Thank you. Now, where do you think would be a good spot for her to end up right now? Like if if Mm. you had, if you had to pick one promotion, where do you want to see, where do you want to see Heidi or Ruby show up? Impact. I think Impact would be great as a single star, or if she went there with Liv Morgan as the Riot Squad. I think they would both work yeah. so much better in Impact right now. And that knockouts to that division, division is fucking. That knockouts division stacked. Stacked is all hell, and it's just probably going to get bigger after after Slammiversary. So it's going to be a big. It's going to be a big, big move. For her, so I want to see her in impact. Impact has a very good schedule, uh, where they can work indie dates. So we might see Ruby, Heidi, whichever one you want to go with, right? Whatever your newest incarnation is, all over the place. I want to see Ruby Riot do the Heidi Lovelace do what she does best and put on um amazing matches and quality matches. And if you notice, the minute they everybody found out she was released. The outpour of love from that women's locker room, that, dude. The locker room, right? The other superstars it was it was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. They told they phenomenal. they basically were like, "You were a leader. You were a leader. You were a leader. Yeah. You led us. You helped us." In SmackDown, Bailey even said it. Besides me, Ruby was that leader in the in, in the locker room, helping the girls. Yeah. yeah. And you took that. So whatever they all wish to her best, but she's gonna kill it wherever she goes, wherever yeah. wherever she decides to go. Yep. And I've been a huge advocate of her since day one. And I've always said it's a fucking one of the biggest missed opportunities, not just with Ruby Riot, but also with the Riot squad, with that whole program they had with them uh, prior to Evolution, the women's pay per view. Mm-hmm. What such a missed opportunity. Now, isn't uh, in real life, we're going to shoot for a second, brother. Mm-hmm. Um, Ruby Riot, isn't she dating Jake something? She's married to him. Married to Jake something. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, put them together. Jake something isn't in a tag team anymore. So, put him and Ruby together. She doesn't know what she is. So, she can just be um, Mrs. whatever something. something. Oh, yes, exactly. Holy shit. She, she wrote her own story right there with mm-hmm. that, that one post. I don't, I don't have a name. I'm just someone. Mm-hmm. Wow. That could be interesting. And um, I don't know if it's been announced, but we're going to assume that they all have a 90-day 90 90 day n- n- no-compete, right? All of all them do. Yes, all, all do. of them exactly. do. And they expire. Interesting, interesting. Around Slammiversary. Around Slammiversary. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Speaking of Slammiversary, I do want to talk about some of the past releases that we had last month. I want to talk about the Iconics real quick. Okay. Lots of lots of women's wrestling talk today, which is always fun. It's always. Um, Iconics. They got to fucking show up at Slammiversary. I would love to see them there. I would love mm-hmm. to see them there. I Because honestly, like we talked about in the chat as a, like a group, where could we see these people going? Where could we see these people moving to? Right. And we all said, not AEW, not AEW. The Iconics are a tag team. 
Right. So either you put them on impact or you let them do their own thing for a while. And I feel them going to impact only bolsters that division. I would love to see them there. Yeah, I totally agree. I think that'd be a great spot for the two of them. Uh, Iconics was another missed opportunity. Mm-hmm. No the reason why they should them. have broken broken them up. No reason why they should have fucking buried Peyton Royce like that. Mm-hmm. Billy Kay was doing wonders, and then all of a sudden they just released. I don't know. Missed opportunity. But again, we as fans, we can bitch and moan and complain about the releases. Mm-hmm. But again, we don't work there. We, we don't work on the inside in the office. We don't know what kind of other business reasons there were. We only hear what you know, the dirt that, that the dirt sheets want to tell us or what mm-hmm. we want to hear. So could there be politics? Maybe. Who knows? But let me ask you this. We'll go back to the Iconics. What if they do go to AEW? I mean, Sean Spears is over there. So, Sean Spears is married to Peyton Royce. Mm, and then what is what are you going to do with her? I mean, are you going to automatically thrust her into the women's division? Because let's be he, let's be clear here. There's a ranking system. So she has to earn these wins, be on dark, do all these things. Right. I said it before and I'll say it again. She, They can go to Impact. They both can. I would love to see them there because, again, AEW is just getting their women's division together at this right. point. They're, they're working on it. There's so much unsigned talent. You're, your number one contender is unsigned talent. Mm-hmm. It, it's it's weird. It's like they're building slowly and they don't know how to fix it, Kenny. Right. Um, so why not send send the send the iconics or whatever they will be referred to as to impact where they can help that division. And that, that's an that's an easy so plug better. and play. Easy, easy plug easy. and play. They can help the division, but also help out the knockouts tag team division as well mm-hmm. for a legitimate tag team. Mm-hmm. That's a meatball. Just toss it. Just toss Somebody's going to hit. They're going to hit it out the park. Yep. Agreed. So let's stay on the topic of impact and let's preview and predict impact against all odds. Let's go. This weekend. So uh, this will be available on Impact Plus <clears throat> this weekend on uh, Saturday. Mm-hmm. So let's go down the card. First, once again, another multi man. Amazing X Division number one contenders match. We're going to have Trey Miguel taking on Petey Williams, Ace Austin, Chris Bay, and Rohit Raju. Mm-hmm. I mean, banger, yes. Uh, the X Division never ceases to amaze me. But I do want to ask you this. Are you getting tired of their, them always having multi-man matches? Mm-mm. It's what they've been doing. They're repeating their classic formula. Yeah. A um, impact has always found a way to mix the new with the old. So mm-hmm. they're going to kill it every single time they've done multi-man matches. They've done um, what's that weird match that we always make fun of that impact does. Oh, the, and the, the rules seem to change. Battle Royal. Clusterfuck. Clusterfuck. Yeah. yeah. Yep. They've done those and those have made sense and worked. So it's just old. It's, it's copy paste and it works for them. That's what impact right. does. It's it's gonna be a banger regardless. So let's go with your prediction. Okay. Bold one. Petey Williams. Wow. For looking at the names 
the only the one the name that sticks out is Petey Williams. Mm-hmm. Like we've already seen Trey Miguel, Ace Austin, Chris Bay, Rohit Raju in that title picture, whether they had the title or they were fighting for the title. I think Petey mm-hmm. Williams versus Josh Alexander has a bigger story to tell because they're yeah. both from Team Canada. They're both friends or partners, whatever. So there's mm-hmm. a lot more you can really tell with that, and that would be a fucking banger right there for Slammiversary, a nice one-on-one match for the X Division Championship. Or what's the uh, the X match called with the X hanging over the... Uh, Ultimate X. Ultimate X. Give me that match with uh, the walking weapon and Petey Williams. No, <laughs> you're trying to kill Petey Williams, huh? You're trying to kill Petey Williams at his age? I mean, well, he can still go. He looks great. He looks he like still he, go. He, he, he still go. He still got it. So I'm with you on that, though. Let's go with Petey Williams. Let's get so, some new faces in the championship picture. Let's go on to the next match. We have Satoshi Kojima from New Japan taking on Joe Doring, uh, one half of the uh, tag team champions. Mm-hmm. Oh, actually, yeah. Didn't hold on. Didn't Doring and Rhino win the titles? Yeah, they did. They cashed in on um, Finn right. Juice. So I guess they're doing the uh, the Freebird rule because mm-hmm. later on in the card, Diener and Rhino are defending the titles. But anyway, I digress. So Joe Doring, Satoshi Kojima. Uh, Satoshi Kojima, you're not going to have the, your New Japan guy coming and taking out. See, I don't know. I feel like I could see Doring take the win because, because of how strong Violent by Design has been. Yeah, they have been. They've been constant. You know, I know Eric Young is is out. He's injured right now, but they have the tag titles right now. And they're trying to really put Joe Doring on the map as this big monster. So let Joe Doring get, get that win. But I don't know. I, I, I don't, I'm not familiar with Kojima that much. Neither you know? am I. I'm really so, not super familiar with him. Yeah, so I don't know. I, I'm going to say Joe Doring on this one, like only because I don't know Kojima that much. Um but let's move on to Rich Swan taking on W. Morrissey. Uh, I feel like this is – it's cool that we're still seeing Rich Swan. It's a bit of a fall from grace from the Impact Championship to not actually still chasing after Omega to get his title back. Like he lost his company's championship to mm-hmm. a wrestler from another company. That, right. story could, that story could have continued through Slammiversary. I I don't know. I mean, you know, we'll get to it. They're putting new faces into the title picture with Moose and Callahan and whatever, which is fine. But Rich Swan taking on Morrissey. Mm. Uh, Morrissey is a monster. He's going to have to take the win again. Yep. I I give it to um, I give it to Morrissey, too. Morrissey's going to show he's a beast Mm. and just Swan is going to get killed. As much right. as I like Rich Swan a lot, he's a very underrated wrestler. But yeah, he's going to take the L. Yeah. Next, we have a uh, knockouts division matchup between Tennille Dashwood taking on our good friend, Thick Mama Pump, Jordan Grace. With the story they've been telling with Jordan Grace and her now finally not being in a tag team match and her being in a singles i feel like we're going to see a different side of jordan grace and she's going to get the win in this one mm, i disagree i disagree really you feel um like going to take it yes i feel tenille's going to take it because it's going to continue the storyline of 
Jordan is the weak link. Jordan is the weak link. And it's going to start to get at her that she's not getting wins. Like if she can't get wins as a tag team star, she's going to take, she, and she goes back to a singles. I would keep it going where she takes another L. You're right. Long-term storytelling. And mm-hmm. I do like that better too. So, you know, I'm going to change my prediction and go with Tennille Dashwood. And honestly, at the end of the day, now that I think about it, that's really good for Tennille. Mm-hmm. Give her a win over Jordan Grace. Yep. Yeah. It's a nice comeback win after her loss to Deanna. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that works out best for both, for both parties. So let's move on to the next match. A uh, new match that was just added earlier uh, earlier this evening with Sammy Callahan teaming up with Tommy Dreamer, the innovator of violence, as they take on the Good Brothers in a street fight. Because, of course, Tommy Dreamer is in it. There has to be some kind of, kind of gimmick. Hardcore, no DQ, lights out. Um, I mean, I feel like with this one, the good guys are going to win. Callahan mm-hmm. and Dreamer yeah. give, them, give them the win on this one. No reason for the Good Brothers to to get the win. Nope. Don't know why Good Brothers aren't back in the tag team in the title picture. Because they're used as glorified jobbers for Kenny Omega, That's, which is stupid. That's what's happening. Yeah, they're just they're just they're the uh, jobber squad for Kenny Omega. Very very re- reminiscent to, to what happened with the Good Brothers back in WWE. Mm-hmm. But I digress. Uh, speaking of tag teams, let's go on to the tag team championship match. We have Violent by Design, Diener and Rhino defending against Decay, Black Tarus, and Crazy Steve. Um, I am a big fan of Decay. I love the addition of Black Tarus to the group. Crazy Steve is a fucking phenomenal wrestler, by the way. He is. He really is. He does not get spoken about enough. First of all, I don't know if everyone knows, but like, shoot, in real life, Crazy Steve is, is blind and he fucking wrestles like he, he has 2020 vision. He's uh, legit. Crazy story. Yeah. I forget who trained him, but I heard an interview on Busted Open, I believe it was. Maybe it was on Sam Roberts. And someone was being interviewed and they were talking about how they how they trained Crazy Steve. And at first they didn't want to take him because he was blind. I don't know if how if he's legally blind or how how blind he is, but there's a lot to do with him. And uh, watching him in the ring, you wouldn't think anything. You wouldn't think that he had any any kind of issues like that. No, not at all. That that just opens my eyes to him a little bit more. Like wow, no pun intended. But wow, I didn't know that. That is nuts to me that he he wrestles blind. Yeah, hold that thought. I kind of want to time out for a sec. I'll, I'll clap us back in. I want to make sure I'm not making that up. I fucking could have sworn I heard that. That he's blind. no. It's true. I just I, I went on a wiki. You he's did. legally blind as a result of congenital congenital bilateral cataracts. His vision was not improved by the cataract surgical removal. Okay, that's crazy. All right. Yep, there it is. Scott is legally blind. Yep. Okay, now I'm reading it too. Okay. So it really gives you um, a lot more respect for for the wrestler uh, mm-hmm. and, and, of course, the character, Crazy Steve. So uh, fantastic, fantastic wrestler. L- love Crazy Steve. But I feel like they're really putting a lot of all their money right now into Violent by Design. VBD is mm-hmm. going to retain. Yeah, they're making them the faction to be in uh, Impact Wrestling. So VBD retains. Right on. All right, let's talk about the next tag team match for the Knockouts Tag Team Champions. We have Fire and Flava 
defending against Susan and Kimberly. I see no reason why Susan and Kimberly are going to win, but unless they're trying to give Deanna and company all the all the gold. Because, you know, as we know, Deanna and Kimberly and Susan have like a little thing. They're all friends. They always come out with each other and support each other. I could see that the, the three of them carrying all the gold, but I also feel like it's too soon for Fire and Flavor to lose the titles again when they just won them back. Mm-hmm. I, I say the same. Uh, Fire and Flavor. Uh, flavor, I'm sorry. Don't need to lose. Uh, and still, we love Tasha Steele's here. Yes, we do. Absolutely. She put on a banger with uh, Casey Navarro. Casey Navarro. Wow, what a fucking match. Great storytelling, too. Yep. Great fucking storytelling. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to go I'm going to go with End Still with Fire and Flavor retaining the Knockouts Tag Team Championships. Let's move on to the Knockouts Championship match. We have Rosemary taking on Deanna Perazzo. This is their second bout, the two of them, correct? I th- I, I don't know. I think it may be their, their okay. I from what I remember, because we've literally been watching so much wrestling. Mm-hmm. From what I remember, Rosemary got the title shot because she pinned Deanna in a tag team match. That's okay. So and that impact works like that. So if you pin the champion, you're like number one contender. Like so yeah, you get a shot. You get the shot. So right. the match was made and it was originally Supposed to be, it could have turned into a triple threat from tonight's uh, match with Havoc, but right. Rosemary was able to get the dub and keep it a one-on-one. But I'm still, I'm saying this before. It feels like a broken record. It's like the only, I think Tiana Perazzo is the only one on New Normal that we're just like, she's never losing that. She's title. never losing that title. She's never losing no. that belt. Tiana Perazzo is. Just stacking bodies for her reign. So, Rosemary, sorry, you're just another victim. And th- there's just no one in the knockouts division right now with the way stories are being told that I could see be- could be that person to take the title from Deanna. Mm-hmm. I feel like with this for- forbidden door open, there's so much more opportunity now for Deanna to take that mm-hmm. knockouts championship elsewhere also. Yes. Agreed. And still. <laughs> and still. I'm with you on that. Now let's move on to the main event, Impact World Champion Kenny Omega taking on Moose. Now, tonight on Impact, there was a little bit of a summit with Don Callis, Tony Khan, and Scott Diamore. Brother Wade, elaborate on what happened and what kind of stipulation now was added to this match. So uh, the summit went down, and this is very big news for both Impact and AEW fans. This Saturday, against all odds, Moose versus Kenny Omega for the Impact World Championship will take place at the home of AEW, Daly's Place. And that's not the only major announcement they made during this summit. The winner of that match will then go on to face Sammy Callahan at Slammiversary. So with the fact that they're going to be at Daly's Place... It already mm-hmm. makes you believe that someone from AEW is going to get involved in this match. Mm-hmm. Now, earlier in the episode, we mentioned the most recent uh, signee, Andrade, who is now all mm-hmm. elite. We already know has been feuding with Kenny Omega over the past few weeks or since Andrade's release about the AAA championship. 
but now he's in AEW, and now he's saying that um, he is the face of AEW or the face mm-hmm. of pro wrestling, whatever he's calling himself. We already know he already has a built-in story with Kenny Omega. So do we see Andrade get involved in this main event? Um, I could see it. Yeah, I could see Andrade getting involved because there are so many stakes and it's playing into their match, which I believe is coming up very, very soon. Mm-hmm. So Andrade could either show up after and make an, make an appearance or just show up and just, I see you. Yeah, I'm coming next for your title. But also, again, the wild card is Sammy Callahan. He could show up too. I could see a lot of shenanigans in this match. I could mm-hmm. see Sammy Callahan show up. The Good Brothers, the Bucks, John Moxley, Eddie Kingston. I could see a clusterfuck of people in this match, mm-hmm. and somehow it'll be a clean victory. However, the hell that works. Because if if they're in AEW, that means the officiating is going to be AEW style, which is going to be shit. Mm-hmm. Like, that's it, one thing. One thing that bothers me about AEW is they're fucking officiating. You can't take their fucking referees seriously mm-mm. or feel like the referees have any kind of fucking power. No. Nope. Mm-hmm. Not one so, bit. It's like, oh, okay. Yeah. There's yeah, interference. Be shenanigans. Uh, but after all is said and done, and still. Hmm. I feel bad for Moose. I, it sucks. We he what a turnaround story for him for the, with new normal wrestling. Right, we trashed him for like a year, yeah. and then he he and had one six man tag yeah. and figured it out. But um, and still, Kenny Omega walks out, still Impact Champion. To I face feel like on. this forbidden door is going to stay open longer. Than mm-hmm. anticipated, so I feel like the end result for this should be Sammy Callahan versus Omega at Slammiversary, mm-hmm. as opposed to Moose and Callahan. They could always revisit Moose and Callahan after Slammiversary. Agreed. But to give Slammiversary that big main event, that big fight feel, give me the Impact Champion, uh, who is currently the I'm sorry, the AEW Champion, defending the Impact Championship against an Impact wrestler. <laughs> Agreed. I think that's that's the bigger story there. Uh, they could always, like I said, revisit Moose and Callahan after that. So it's going to be a stacked card. They always have a stacked card over at Impact. So it's going to be a great, great show this weekend. At mm-hmm. under, at um, I'm sorry, against all odds, not under siege. That was the last one. At uh, against all odds, but also this weekend on Sunday we have. A very special edition of NXT in your house, which is going to be a fucking great show. NXT takeovers never disappoint, and I guarantee this one will not either. Let's go down this card. So first, we mentioned this earlier. I think it was all fair. We have a six-man tag match. We have the team of Bronson Reed, who is the current North American champion, and MSK, who are the current NXT Tag Team Champions, taking on Legado del Fantasma, Santos Escobar, Joaquin Wilde, and Raul Mendoza. So all, all two titles, all two, well, all two, both of the titles, the North American Championship and Tag Team titles, are both going to be on the line. Winning team takes all. Mm. Uh, first of all, I love that stipulation. That's a very fun stipulation. I like that. But... Do the champions retain? Damn it. 
tough, right? It's a tough it, decision. Oh, it's not as easy so... as as the card we just went over. Oh, and mm-hmm. still, and still, um, I don't know. I, I want to say no because it's too soon. Let Bronson mm-hmm. Reed have a longer run. Let MSK have a longer run. But with the way the storyline goes and the talent you have, I'm okay with seeing those titles come off of them and go to Legato. Mm-hmm. I have I have Legato be that faction that just carries around all the gold for a couple of weeks, and then they, then they they lose it back to, um, then they lose it back to, um, Bronson and MSK. Sorry, mm-hmm. a little blank there. Uh, so there's a lot a lot of ways they can go with this because if if they retain, if Bronson and MSK retain, what do they go after in your house? Mm-hmm. Go on to the the the, the next contenders. This is it's so it's so difficult because yeah. both scenarios would work out because it's NXT. Right. Because and, you and, and they were making, I'm sorry to cut you off, they were mm-hmm. making references uh with gr- grizzled young vets about mm-hmm. being back in the tag team title picture. So mm-hmm. you know they want to get that title shot again. Mm-hmm. And and uh okay. I I think what NXT is trying to do is they're trying to make Legado del Fantasma the new Undisputed Era, and it's working because they are. Mm-hmm. They are next in line to be that big faction within NXT, um, and you can have them with all the gold. But again, the, the, the catch-22 is MSK and Bronson Reed have done nothing wrong with those titles. Bronson legit just won his like a week ago, right? two weeks ago. And MSK have done nothing wrong with those tag titles. So one of my biggest things is if it ain't broke, don't, don't fix, fix it. it. And still. I'm gonna I'm going to go the other way. I'm going to say Legato's gonna take the win on this one. It, it, they'll win it, they'll take the titles, short run, and then give it right back to Bronson and MSK. Hey, hey, Bones, you know what that means, right? We're going to bet a pizza. It's pizza time. Pizza time, baby. All right. So the six-man tag match, I'm calling Legato. You're calling MSK and still mm-hmm. MSK and Bronson. And those are our predictions. So okay. we're confirming those predictions right now. If I win, you owe me a pizza. Yep. If you win, I owe you another pizza. Another pizza. <laughs> Let's move on to the NXT Women's Championship match. The current champion, Raquel Gonzalez, defending against, the um, well, not Dakota Kai, defending against Ember Moon with Dakota Kai in her corner. Um, and still? Yes, and still, easy. to say. Ember's going to make her look great. Ember, Ember looks great, first of all. Uh, she looked mm-hmm. great this past week against Dakota Kai, but there's no reason to, to take the belt off of Raquel. Raquel can carry this this title for a little mm-hmm. while and really be the face of this women's division. But now we mm-hmm. did see the return of uh, and that, Shirai. Okay, I'm time. telling you now, I have an idea. Well, we saw the return of Io mm-hmm. Shirai. This I have week. an idea. Is Io Shirai going to be involved? What's your idea, brother? Tell us. No. Here's my idea. Okay. Ember loses to Raquel. You bring back... They're going to start the dissension between her and Dakota because everybody keeps saying to Dakota that she is the flunky to Raquel. That's it. You're not her partner. You're her flunky. And it's going to start to get to her. So after maybe 
because we got to start setting up for TakeOver SummerSlam, which is might be in Vegas, might not be. Um, there's that's speculated for a, a reason. Um, I could see them, I could see this happening where they split and you have Dakota go up against Raquel at TakeOver SummerSlam. But what about Frankie Monet? Mm-hmm. Ooh, but Raquel's a heel. Frankie's a Frankie's a heel too. They never, you know, NXT never likes to do heel versus heel. Uh, I don't know. The whole, I feel like there's been a lack of like heel and baby faces and a lot uh, in, mm-hmm. in wrestling in general. I mean, I look, look at the opening match this week on NXT. You had Oni Lorcan taking on Austin Theory. Aren't they both heels? Yeah. <laughs> Yo, Oni Lorcan was getting boot, boot as fuck yep. this week, dude. Like, but who's the good guy? Who's the bad guy? Mm-hmm. So I feel like the, the whole baby face heel thing is is neither here nor there and non-relevant at that point. Mm-hmm. But I definitely, but I'm going to say, and still, and Raquel's going to retain. Agreed. Couldn't agree let's, more. Let's move on to a singles match. We were actually speaking of this women's woman wrestler earlier. Mercedes Martinez is taking on Zia Lee, who will have both Boa and Mei Ying in her corner. So the, Zaya, I think, is going to get the win here. Zaya is the underdog, underdog. She has the story behind it. There's a reason why she has to have this win. Like mm-hmm. she mentally needs this win to make her feel better about herself and her stance in wrestling. That's the story that, that they're telling. And that's the story I think they're going to tell during the match very well. You know, you said it earlier, putting Zaya Lee, the younger star with someone like a Mercedes Martinez is a big rub to Zaya. So uh, I'm going to go with Zaya Lee getting the win. I, I'm, I am too. Long-term storytelling. This is from the May Young Classic, the mm-hmm. first one. Yep. And they're telling an amazing story where this win, this loss that she took to Mercedes those years ago played an effect on her mental psyche. Mm-hmm. So I have to wrong the right the wrong and beat you right. to get to the to get to the promised land, which is that NXT women's championship. So Zaya gets the dub. Yeah. I think that's definitely gonna happen. I want to see what happens with uh, Tian Shah and uh what evolves with that as well. I do like the Zaya character and how they're how they're uh advertising that and marketing that each week. But let's go on to a match that I'm really looking forward to. It is the ladder match for the million dollar championship. That's right. Don't check your speakers, don't adjust your volume. You heard me right. The million dollar championship is being uh, it's going to be hung up above the ring, above a ladder, at an NXT in your house. Take a NXT takeover in your house in 2021. People are still fighting for the million dollar championship, but I love the nostalgia behind it. I love how they introduced it. I love what they're doing with with the million dollar man. And Cameron Grimes is a fucking star. Mm-hmm. Holy shit, dude! We may have been. We, I may have shit on him a little bit, but first of all, the dude is great in the ring. He's a great wrestler, but I just didn't know what his character was. And I love his character development. The dude commands your attention when he's on the mic. He's fucking, he's charismatic. The, The dude can talk and the dude can wrestle. The guy has it. He has everything. The only thing he's lacking 
is size. Mm-hmm. He's he's a shorter, he's a shorter wrestler who is in good shape, but he's not jacked. So I think what he's lacking in size, he makes up for in everything else. And hopefully his size does not end up holding him back. Yeah, I agree. You know, the thing with Cameron Grimes that we've noticed, because L.A. Knight, let's not get it confused. The guy is as a charisma charisma vacuum. He's just a charisma machine. He can talk. He can put on a great performance. He He is covered. Cameron Grimes is the MVP of this story because... I got to tell you that promo on third on NXT this week. Mm-hmm. I loved it. I the, loved the promo it. when they were in the ring or the, the, yes, their the promo in the ring the house, the promo in the ring. The one at the house was hilarious. The shit they did at the house was great. Let me ask you your, your thoughts about LA Knight. I know what we're both fans of LA Knight, Eli Drake prior to him coming here. Um, but people he's getting, he's been getting a lot of heat online because people are keep comparing him to the modern day rock mm-hmm. and people don't like it. But it's like, if you don't know Eli Drake and what he has done on the independent scene, you shouldn't be talking because mm-hmm. it's, I don't see a ripoff of the rock. Mm-hmm. You know, what, what are your thoughts? Uh, LA night. I mean, I had seen it a few times where people would say he was the modern day rock. And those are for people who are in the know. Like, you can see it. Um, Eli Drake has charisma. Does it come off a little rockish? Yeah, at times. Yeah. But what what The Rock does is he he's able to keep the audience in the palm of his hand. And that's what LA Knight does. He will keep us in the palm of his hand. And he knows whatever he says. Whatever he does, we're going to pay attention because that's what he that's what he does right. best. Right. He is not only a wrestler, he's a sports entertainer and he's doing what he's that's his job. He's doing his job very well. You give that guy a mic, it's over. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Cameron Grimes, like I said, he is a star. He is definitely going to take the win in this match. Um I, I just think he's gonna take this to the moon. Mm-hmm. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go the same route. Yeah. Cameron Grimes gets the dub to the moon, baby. All right, now let's go to the main event, which is a fatal five way. I love the, I love the build, love the story to this match as well. Carrying Cross defending the NXT Championship against Kyle O'Reilly, Adam Cole, Johnny Gargano, and Pete Dunne. They are all viable candidates for the championship. They mm-hmm. both deserve to be in the match. Mm-hmm. But does Karrion Cross retain? Uh, okay. Let, let me actually chime in real quick. I think there's a missed opportunity here to make this stipulation mean a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Cameron Grimes, uh, no, I'm sorry. Wow, not Cameron Grimes. I'm sorry. Karrion Cross says me versus the world or me versus everyone or whatever he however he words it um i think the stipulation shouldn't be like your normal triple threat or more or multi-man match rules where you could pin anybody to win the championship i feel Mm -hmm. like the person who wins has to pin the champion right i feel like that would make this match mean something mean more because like adam cole said on when he popped up on the screen this week on NXT when they were all talking to, to Cross at the ring. 
he's like, don't forget, I don't have to pin you. I could pin anyone else to win, leave with the title mm-hmm. on Sunday. And it's like, oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot that is a rule. That is a thing with multi-man matches, but I feel like it shouldn't be. Mm-hmm. So I digress. That's not, that's not going to change between now and Sunday. Who do you have taking the win and leaving the NXT champion? Uh, uh, Dusty Dave, I love you, bro. I know you are a huge Karrion Cross fan. I know. Very big fan. He's going to retain... But the only reason he's going to retain is this match is to shut everybody up. Because one thing we said, it would be a missed opportunity if you blew his second reign. And this match is to put him in a better standing with the the second reign. You are giving him the four literal best wrestlers in NXT. Right. To make his title reign mean something. So when he does win... You, we can say, or it'll be said, he beat Johnny Gargano, Pete Dunne, Kyle O'Reilly, and Adam Cole in the same night in one match. He beat Johnny Takeover. Mm-hmm. Johnny Takeover. Mm-hmm. Adam Cole, the longest reigning NXT champion. Kyle O'Reilly, who is an amazing tag team wrestler and has been proving lately that he is the he's on his way to becoming one of the best single stars in the world that we know because we've seen him in the ring of honor and so on and so forth. And Pete Dunn, who is one of our favorites who can put on an amazing performance against anyone. Yep. Longest reigning, well, not longest reigning, second longest reigning NXT UK champion. Right. Pete Dunn's the guy that definitely needs some gold now Mm -hmm. on, on the black and yellow brand. Ever since he came to NXT from NXT UK, Mm -hmm. that's one thing that he's missing is, is, is some gold. He doesn't need the gold, but he needs the gold. Like right. he's over without it, but I feel like in the bigger scheme of things, in the bigger story, he does need a championship. Mm. I see what you mean. I you see know. what you mean. Did, did, did that make sense? I know he doesn't need it, but he needs it. Uh, he's, yeah, I get it. What you're saying is basically, and I'm, I mean, I'm, you can correct me if I'm wrong. Pete Dunn is well developed as a character and a wrestler. Mm. Would the NXT championship cement that? Absolutely. But if he doesn't win it, he's still be done at the end of the day. Right. That that's what I mean. Like, it's not a thing where the 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 title makes the man because he doesn't need the title to be made. He's already made, mm-hmm. but the title will help cement that. Yeah, that 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 was the good word. Um, mm-hmm. I think we're gonna see Pete Dunn with that championship at some time in 2021 before the year is over. Mm-hmm. I could see I it happening. Too. But do I think it's going to happen in this fail five way? That's the question. I'm going to go with no. I'm going to say end still. Yep. So that's what it comes down to, man. Uh, we have two big shows going on this weekend. Two big shows mm-hmm. with a lot on the line. We have a lot of new champions in the world of wrestling. So big congrats to everyone, to all champions all around. And Brother Wade, I think we are now, I think it's time for us to give our listeners a little treat. So, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, we are now going to pass it over to the 15 minute time limit hosted by our very own good brother Wade Ilson with a very, very, very special guest who we may have mentioned her name. A couple times on today's episode. Don't go nowhere. 
Wade will be right back with your 15-minute time limit. It's Wade Ilson back with a brand new segment we are adding to New Normal Wrestling called 15 Minute Time Limit, where we have wrestlers come on and talk to us for 15 minutes. We literally have 15 minutes to talk from bell to bell, and it's, an, it's a great interview. I am sitting down with one of my favorite wrestlers in the in, in wrestling period o- overall. Like, she is my top five. I won't debate anybody on this. Um, Jordan Grace is here with us. How are you doing? Good. How are you guys? I am great. I am great. The guy sent over a few questions and I legit only have 15 minutes before the bell rings and I want to get them started. Are you ready? <laughs> I'm ready. I'm usually pretty quick. I'm usually pretty good at this. Okay. This question is from, I'm going to read them in order. My, my co-host put them in order for me. So this is from uh, my good brother Bones. He said, you are stable in, in the impacts and impacts knockouts division and have done great things for women's wrestling. What are, what are some other goals you have for your wrestling career? I want to become the first female Grand Slam champion at Impact. Mm-hmm. That's like one of my biggest goals. I would also eventually love to become um, an agent at Impact. I think that that's just that's a very recent new goal that I've decided I, I have. Uh, there's only one female agent right now, and that's Gail Kim. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I would just be excellent at that. So that'd be really good. Awesome. Awesome. I, I, I'm already saying it's going to happen. I'm predicting this early, early. I mean, my fingers are crossed. I already plan on like, talking to Scott and be like, what does it take, Scott? What do I need to do? <laughs> I think you can do it, and I believe it. So I'm already saying it's going to happen. Okay, next question. What are your thoughts on the Impact AW New, New Japan relationship, and what are some dream matches of yours? And I know this happened on Twitter, but can you share some of your favorite matches? Yeah, you oh, my God. I share, I had so many dream matches that I posted. But um, I think it's awesome. Uh, I, I'm a little bit disappointed that, you know, the women didn't get to interact really at all. Mm-hmm. So that was def- that definitely sucked for me. But uh, my dream matches would be, like, me versus Layla Hirsch. I think that would be – she's very, like, uh, like sports – like a sport-oriented kind of person. And I think she's very intense – um, I think Rosemary or Sue Young versus Abaddon would just be awesome or in triple threat, something mm-hmm. like that. Um, and we've already had like a couple of dream matches happen. We had like, I think I even posted Kenny versus Swan mm-hmm. and we had that happen. So that's pretty cool. Um, man, when I'm on the spot like this, I can't even think about it. Oh, Rhino, Rhino and Warlord would just be like, I don't even know, ridiculous. <laughs> and then I think it, I think I had said Johnny Swinger versus someone. And I can't remember who it was, but it would have been an incredible match. It wasn't. Um, was it Chuck? I think it was Chuck Taylor. I think it was uh, Johnny Swinger versus Chuck Taylor. I, I, I that would just that be that would be hilarious. They're both just like ridiculous. <laughs> of course, I agree. And I'm like, we have we see we have a dream match for you. We say you and Sheeta. Just give us 20 minutes of that. You and Sheeta. 
that would be, be really good too. Mm-hmm. I'm totally into that. <laughs> you and Sheeta, that's our dream match if they were between AEW and Impact. Okay. Well, fingers, fingers crossed. Guys. Fingers crossed. Um, okay. My next question Do you feel the pressure was greater while bringing women's wrestling to the forefront or now that you're there? Do I feel that bringing what? Say, that, say it one more time. Oh, do you feel the pressure was greater while bringing women's wrestling to the forefront? Or now that you're there, like you're at the, I feel like, Oh, I feel like there's definitely more pressure now because now it's like all eyes are on you. Mm -hmm. And literally every single thing that women's wrestlers do right now is criticized. They're like, well, this is why we don't like, if you do like small thing, that's, that's like a botch or a mess up, you'll be like, Oh, well look, this is why women's wrestling sucked, you know, for all these years, blah, 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 blah. And I think there's definitely more pressure now because there's so many people watching it and criticizing you every single move. Mm, I, and I will say this on record. I feel the women's matches are better than any match on the card because the women have this certain style and way they know, they know how to work. I we're, feel, we're, put, we're putting in the work for sure. Oh, of course. Amazing things all over. Um, okay. Is there anything you miss about anything about the current situation you will miss when you're back on the road again? going to miss being at home for weeks and weeks at a time and being able to you know just basically just train and be around my animals mm-hmm. uh, honestly i i'm not 100 percent sure i'll ever go back to that schedule i was killing myself man like and on and now that the pandemic happened i realized like i just really need to relax a little bit right like that I, i'm looking at because I, I used to screenshot my calendar and post it on Facebook. And I looked at my Facebook memories at one of those calendars and it was like 28 days just on the road. And I'm, now I'm thinking like, that's insane. I don't, I don't want to do that anymore. I don't need to do that anymore. I was so, I was hurting like 24 seven back mm-hmm. when I was doing that. And I think now I'm also doing, I'm also getting way more into powerlifting. Yeah. So I kind of need to be at home. I need to be training like to do that too. So I think, I don't think I'm ever going to go back to that schedule that I used to have. Oh, oh, hey, believe me, uh, I, I'm a big advocate for taking care of yourself first. So maybe absolutely. maybe like one or two independent shows. And then, <laughs> yeah. of course, if Impact starts touring again, I have to do that. But that's that's nothing compared to like the dozens of independent shows every month I was doing. <laughs> I, I know. I know. And I've been to quite a few. So I know you're out there all you the know, time. You know. <laughs> OK, this is a question from Maddie G, our biggest. He's a, he's a, he's a big impact advocate. And I told him about you a million times. And this is a funny one. This is something he said. And I said, this is a stupid question, but I'll ask. He's like, is there any situation on Earth where you would consider being a swinger at? <laughs> He said this jokingly. <laughs> there is, yeah, there's pretty much no situation unless I was getting paid a ton of money. I'm just like, I'm a money horse sometimes, guys. I, I don't know. <laughs> like, if they were like, hey, we'll pay you $500,000 a year to be a swinger at full time, I'd be like, okay, just give me the costume right now. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I told I told him I was dude no way I was like she's gonna no this is the dumbest question like but he's like you got to give her a funny question man he's like we love her here we want to like to laugh a little bit with us so she knows like you know we're not fully serious all the time that's my biggest toxic trait is that I I can be bought (laughs) (laughs) I mean for the right price you know. I need to retire at some point. <laughs> exactly. You gotta, you gotta live your life. You gotta, you gotta wrestle forever. You know, there, there's a there's an end game for everybody when it comes to this. All right. This is a big one. 
So he asked Maddie G again. He said, would you rather face John and or tag with him? Rather face him or tag with him. Definitely tag with him because he just even at training, like he, he just blows me up. Mm-hmm. Like I can't I can't keep up with him. He's he's too good. He's too fast. He's too just like he makes me do stuff I don't want to do all the time in terms of like spots at training. And mm-hmm. I knew, I know that it would be the same if we were like having a singles match. You know, I think we've had a couple singles matches, and there's actually one on YouTube from Beyond. And, uh, man, I was dying. Like (laughs) that match was nothing to him. And I was like, just so blown up. So gassed. I don't know how he does it, but definitely, definitely tag with him. Oh, I would love to see more of you tagging up because I've seen a few matches where you two have teamed up kind of don't like you facing each other. My my girlfriend loves the match though. She's like, yeah, best match. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. What is one of one thing about, what's one thing you would tell someone who's not really a fan, like that they would have the hardest time believing like a no way story. Do you have one of those? Like, that's impossible. Like, how did you do that as a wrestler? Oh my God. Like in the ring or just like outside of the ring or what? Inside the ring as a, uh, you know, travel, anything, a crazy story. Like, nah, no way. You know what? I don't think so. Because if you're not a wrestling fan, it's a lot of the stories that I have to tell are very like, you have to know the context mm-hmm. like because i think uh that you know i'm sure you're familiar with like the sabu thing that happened yep. and also you're familiar with you know the Stanman thing mm-hmm. like to me those are like what the fuck stories mm-hmm. but i feel like to people who have never seen wrestling they'd just be like i don't know who that is so it doesn't make any sense to me right but like i i, ha- I mostly have stories like that where it's all contextual and you have to really understand who the people are oh oh believe me we've here in New Normal, we've heard the Sandman story and we, we're like, that's odd. <laughs> that's suspicious. Okay. <laughs> okay. That is, these, it is suspicious. Okay. These are my two questions. These are my big ones. Your main eventing Madison Square Garden. Who is your opponent? I think, you know, the first, the first thing that came to my head was Tessa mm-hmm. because I just feel like we have such incredible chemistry she's an, an amazing wrestler and just every single match we've had from the first match to the last match that we had we just we just click like mm-hmm. you can't really describe wrestling chemistry to anybody because it's just such a weird thing but she's just one of those people that i know no matter what we're going to go out and have an incredible match every single time and it's true you the history has shown from impact on the indie scene you two have very amazing chemistry it's like uh I don't want to compare, but it's like uh, Macho Man and Ricky Steamboat. Like, easy. oh my god, yeah, we've like, never had we've never had a bad match. We've mm-hmm. never had even like a mediocre match. Like, I think we just always go out there and we just or we mm-hmm. have the same intensity level. We just everything clicks. Everything fits mm-hmm. together. Oh, it is, it is, and I will say this on record just because you won the match. My favorite match between you two was a it was an at an impact taping for number one contender. For the, yeah, that was our that was our only match in Impact. Really? Yeah, we only had five minutes, and you know, we went out there and we did what we did. We had to do it. And you and you did it well. You did it very very well. Uh, okay, let's see. This is the last question. So I think we might make the time limit here. Hopefully, okay. If you are going to say this is the match that defines you at this at this current stage of your career, 
what match would it be? At this current stage, so I have to pick like a recent match. How much mm-hmm. time do we have left? Oh, we got about four minutes. <laughs> oh, we're good. Um, man, I'm trying to think of like a really good match that I've had recently. I think the, uh, I think the match with me versus Deanna Frazzo last mm-hmm. year at anniversary. Like in the in the past year, that's definitely like my top match. Mm-hmm. I just I sometimes you know you watch you watch that I watch that match back. I'm like I don't know if I'll ever be that good again. But you always do your thing. It's always uh, we've said it on on our show about you a lot of times. Every time you get in the ring, we know what to expect because you put on quality performances all the time, and then you bring something new to the table like. Maddie G, who See, is the, that's the, the biggest that's fan the pressure for us. I feel. No, that's it's the not pressure pre- I feel. <laughs> but it's not a pressure. Like it's it's I feel it's a compliment because we always say, oh, we don't want to pigeonhole her into a like she's just a powerhouse. She's just a powerhouse. She does a lot of powerhouse moves. No. Sometimes we'll be watching a match and I'll be like, she just did a suicide dive. I didn't know she could do that. Or um I told you for my birthday weekend, it was one of the biggest things ever. And it made me pop. I forget the name of the move, but it starts off with like a German suplex and you roll through. Yeah. The, why do I not remember that? <laughs> um, I forget what it is, but it's Doug Williams, like old move that he used to do all the time. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I forget what it's called just because I'm on the spot, but yeah, I know what you're talking <laughs> about though. Connor roll into it. Yeah. It, it's one of my favorite moves that you've done. I was like, Oh, this is, Yep, this is different. I, I like I like this. I'm like, she's going to do something every week that makes me go, I didn't know she could do that. Or this is like... I've really been trying to do something new like most every single match. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think when you set that precedent, I feel like you, you do get some pressure. Like you say it's a compliment. I do agree. But at the same time, I'm like, man, there's a lot of uh, wrestlers just in general who just like skate by. Mm-hmm. And I don't, and I feel like people love them and they don't have that same kind of pressure. They just do the exact same things mm-hmm. like all the time. And people right. still love them. And I'm like, man, I kind of wish that could be me. Like, mm-hmm. but I think do you the are. Same stuff. I think you are. You do a lot of things that make people go, like, I legit, when got, getting my girlfriend in the wrestling, I showed her a lot of your matches and she's like, that's what I like. It is between you, people on their head. It's between you and her favorite Rhea Ripley, which is a dream match for both of us. That is our dream match. We have talked about it like eight billion times. Like that is a dream match for us between you and Rhea Ripley. And just yeah, give that's, you that's very minutes. fair. Mm-hmm. That's just very give fair. us 20 minutes. 20 minutes. <laughs> Let you two rock, do whatever. Suicide dives, bear hugs, rip tides, Vader bombs, everything. Just go, go crazy. And I, we already said that's a match of the year candidate. I'm sure it'll happen one day. I have mm-hmm. no doubt about it. I do too. I, and you two are just at the prime of everything. Like if I, f- I always feel like you two are always in the top five conversation for what you're doing in wrestling all the Thank time. You. That's a big compliment. <laughs> it's not uh, overall. I don't mean just WWE. I mean, overall in wrestling. And it's just refreshing to see what you do every week. Putting in, put in that work, man. You do. do what I can. You do. You do. And I mean, you're almost there with those impact titles. You you really pretty much are what missing two at this point. Yep. Yeah, I think no, technically three, but I don't really count the the men's men's tag team titles. I would say you know the the other two tag the other two titles, the X division mm-hmm. and the the world championship. 
Oh, believe me. And I, we we legit thought you won the X Division Championship in that match. We were like, oh, okay, add to the list. This is great. No, no, no. Her list is getting bigger. This is even better. They're going to push her to the moon now. And we have like 14 seconds left before the bell rings. We did uh, it. We did it. We did we're it. We're going to count down from three. Hold on. Wait, we're at six. Okay. Three. Three. Two. One. Oh, we did <laughs> that it. That was very off. We did it. We did it. We did it. Let me um, stop my timer because that's still going to go. But um, Jordan, thank you so much for doing this interview. Um, could you let our fans know where we can find you for on social media? Yeah, of course. You can find me everywhere. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all the social media interest if you have it. Uh, it's at Jordan Grace, J-O-R-D-Y-N-N-E. Grace is fun normally. And I have a website you can buy a bunch of stuff at. It's jordangracewrestler.com. Yes, yes. Uh, again, thank you. Everyone, please go check her out. She is on Impact Wrestling, killing it every week. I watch on Twitch. I know it's on Access TV. Amazing, amazing talent. So go f- go support her any way possible. Thank, thank you, you so again. much for having me. Thank you for, thank you for coming on the show. I appreciate it. All right, guys. We'll see you next week with a brand new episode of New Normal Wrestling. Brother Wade, we are back and here to say good night to our listeners. First of all, that was a fantastic interview yet again by the good brother. Brother Wade, I hope we have more interviews scheduled for the future for oh, NNW. Oh, we do. We have some big ones coming. I got, I, got, I got one in the bag. I'm trying to get it done. Nice. I always like to hear that. Fans, we hope you guys are enjoying our interview sessions as well. Tell us, you know, on our social media. Let us know what you like, what you don't like. Let us know uh, if there's any wrestlers that you want us to interview. And we'll see if we can get them onto the show uh, for your listening pleasure. So, again, find us on social media at Wrestling Normal on Twitter and at New Normal Wrestling on Instagram. Show your support for the entire Fourth Wall Pop Network at Fourth Wall Pop on Instagram and on Twitter. As always, I'm Johnny Bones. He's good brother Wade. Give, give a big shout out and big happy birthday to Maddie Drip Drip. And you know what? For Maddie Drip Drip's birthday, he wants you to go to the Fourth Wall Swag Shop and buy yourself your own personal NNW swag. That's right. Pick up your NNW hoodie, your NNW t-shirt, your NNW cell phone case, all available at the Fourth Wall Swag Shop, available on tpublic.com. Follow the link in the description of this episode or in our bio. And until next week, I bid you adieu with a goodbye, a good night, and I'll see you when I'm looking at you. Bang! Everybody's got a price. Everybody's gonna pay. Cause the million dollar man Dollar man.